Toasties. This is your favorite paranormal podcast, Ghosted, Roasted, and Toasted. I'm Ash. I'm Elena. And I'm Annabelle. Where we explore, investigate, and discuss all of our ghosted adventures while sharing our specially designed cocktail for the night. Come laugh and drink along with us in our misadventures. And And feel feel free to roast us along the way. I'm Annabelle. I'm the one who got us into this shit. I'm Ash. I never wanted to do this shit in the first place. And I'm Elena. I love this shit. Just a quick disclaimer. We are a rated R podcast. If you're uncomfortable with cursing, sexual content, and a dark sense of humor, now is your time to back out. If you are cool with that, then let's jump into today's episode. Toasties to our spectacular event this Halloween season. We are making a special episode for you guys today based off of the history of Halloween. Do any of uh, anyone listening who knows who, like, where Halloween originated from? I do. Ooh, tell us. The wee old country of Ireland. Oh, shocker. Where's your husband from again? <laughs> Galway, Ireland. <laughs> oh, if you didn't know, her husband is from Galway, Ireland. <laughs> Island. Ireland. Ireland. It is an island. Oh, see, I wasn't wrong. Half right. Right? <laughs> so we're... Every time Annabelle mentions where Warren's from, you should drink this episode. Yes. Drink, 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 also, drink. Also, every time that she's going to try to say something with an Irish accent, and every time we mispronounce an Irish <laughs> word, any of us mispronounce probably, an Irish word. Probably more towards the where we mispronounce. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're going to get... Toasted. Yeah. On this episode. <laughs> Speaking of toasted, do we you have mean, a drink for this episode? Yes, we actually do. It's called a Lucky Charms. Ooh. Yes, it's a shot. It is not a tall drink. It's not a cocktail. So what you do is you put one ounce of Jameson, one ounce of apple pucker, shake it over ice, dab a Sprite, and actual Lucky Charms marshmallows on the top. So someone's going to have to shift through all their marshmallows and their Lucky Charms if their kids already didn't get to it? Totes worth it. <laughs> the marshmallows at the end, it's like the Lucky Charms guy shot in your mouth. Just saying. Oh. So good. I mean, it does come in all oh. kind of magical shapes. <laughs> well, I, I guess you can say he got lucky. Exactly. Little prude ass. She's like, "What?" So it's called a Lucky Charm shot, and it's amazing. It sounds amazing. Really is good. I don't know. I'm I'm full of shit. I've had it. So tell us where this shot came from. So my husband, who's from Galway, Ireland. Oh my god. Oh dream. (laughs) Oh my god. You don't say. (laughs) Uh, We owned an Irish bar in Houston, Texas, for a few years. And we were trying to come up with original drinks for our bar. And that was one that we came up with. And it was actually the number one Jameson drink in all of Harris County for about a year. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, it's a definitely a must try. It's so good. The only rule with this drink, though, is once you take the shot, you have to, for the remainder of the night, 
You have to try to speak with an Irish accent. Yes. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) No, I can't do anything. Ashley does a really good English accent. Yeah, give us your best English accent. It's not happening. Do do a Jersey accent. No, then I'll get stuck in it for the rest of the night. You know how I know. (laughs) You know how we get Ashley to start like changing her accent is we'll just start talking that way and then all all of a all of a sudden. She just can't stop herself from speaking that way. Well, well, gum gully. Gum gully. Gum gully. (laughs) Oh, oh. Well, you didn't tell me we were going to talk about gum gully now, did you? Absolutely fabulous. Smashing, darling. Marvelous. Brilliant. I can't wait to go to gum gully down on London. (laughs) I think that's what's my next vacation's coming to be. (laughs) Is she from... In England or Limerick? I'm like, it's like... It was coming. <laughs> it's, it's Ashley's version, man. <laughs> I love it. I love Are it. you making fun of my accent? Hell no. It's not very nice of you. The two I'd people fit. in the UK that listen to us are cringing right now. They're right? like, oh shit, stop, you fucking Americans. God. <laughs> You guys have your own bumpkin accent. Stay with that. Have y'all seen the TV show Absolutely Fabulous? No. Oh, my God. It's the short, like, 30-minute show. It's been running for, like, over 20 years in the UK. Fucking hysterical. But their sense of humor is so... Sense of humor is so different than ours. But, oh, my God. It's about two best friends. Uh... They're both, I think, divorced. One is an alcoholic. Well, they're both alcoholics. They're both severe alcoholics. Fucking hysterical. Gotta watch it. Absolutely fabulous. Absolutely. Okay. And they have a daughter that they ignore. But if it's airing in UK, how are we supposed to listen to it? You can watch it on YouTube, I think. Okay. Oh, it's also on Netflix. Yeah. Absolutely fabulous. Just add that to the list of shows I don't have time to watch. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) The only one I've made time for so far is season three of you because I am obsessed. Like Joe, I am obsessed. Hey, can can we say (laughs) that? I haven't watched it yet. Oh, I know, right? I love you. You haven't watched you. No, I'm trying to catch up on the circle. No, you know what? She should not. You should not watch you. You already have this mess. Oh, yeah. I've already oh. watched the first two seasons. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm very paranoid every time I watch it. I gotta get in the right headspace. Yeah, to watch. I'm like you. you're so paranoid of someone breaking into your house, and Joe is all up in everybody's house. Shit. Yeah. Joe's Joe's word for this season. Shit. Oh, I know, I know, cause love just be doing shit. Fuck it. She just, you know what? She doesn't even think twice about stuff. She's just like, you know what? Gone. Done. Yeah. <laughs> Can we say impulses? <laughs> she, says, she says, stay in touch. <laughs> Finger guns. Why am I so fucking awkward? But Elena and I just watched, I guess, kind of a cult classic, the Trick or Treat movie. Yeah. Halloween movie. I thought it was pretty good. It could have been better, but I love Sam. He's so cute. Oh my god, he's adorable. I mean, he kills people, but he's a so that's cute. Because they're not following Halloween tradition, so they got stuck And that's out. what happens. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. Speaking of Halloween traditions, Ashley, you have a little Halloween history for us, don't you? 
I do have a little Halloween. So, did you guys know where Halloween, I mean, Annabelle, of course Annabelle fucking knows. <laughs> Elena, did you know where Halloween um, originated from? I didn't. No, I would have assumed UK normally. Well, I mean, you're not far off because it originated from the the Celts, right, Annabelle? Yes. Yeah, the Celts, which is like two thousand some odd years ago, which is what is now Ireland, United Kingdom, and part of Northern France. So you're not wrong. It it is from that general area. But they used to celebrate uh, Samhain, which was when their New Year started. So their New Year started November 1st. Mm. And it was like the end of summer, the beginning of harvest, it, was, it the, and the start of like the dark times because it would get dark earlier at night during the winter. So that's when they thought that the barriers between the two worlds of the living and the dead would blur huh and so they would celebrate and it was like some say it was three days some say it was like a week long but they like had this whole freaking festival um called Samhain some people would even dress up as like monsters and animals or like mythical creatures or whatnot because if something did come over into this world they didn't like they were like I'm I'm a human but they would dress up as a monster so they wouldn't know they were a human and kidnap them and bring them back into their world. Um, and when I say, like, a week-long celebration, like, they took this shit very, very seriously. If you were caught not celebrating Samhain... Sammy came to get you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, they thought that the gods would punish you, either by making you extremely sick or even killing you in some form or fashion. I can uh, assume and that they wait, were handing out candy. So, ultimately, like, they were scared of the dangers that could come between, the like, his veil being lighter. So, in their fear, they killed you anyways? Like, I'd be more scared yeah, of the you, people. Yeah, no, you better... Well, no, it wasn't them. They thought the gods would punish the gods you. The gods punish. punished you. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. They were so scared of the gods that they made sure that they all celebrated it. You know what I'm sad about... <laughs> Why is there no tickle god? I mean, there is. Technically, that sounds like pure... You know, God of, God of love, you know? That's a different kind of tickle. Because, no. <laughs> like, that tickle and the tickle that I think your mom is talking about, two different tickles. Right, yeah. And the, sec and the one that Annabelle is talking about, that's a form of fucking torture for me. I'm so <laughs> glad there's not a god of tickle, because fuck that. <laughs> That'd be a devil. That'd be a devil of Yeah, that does not sound nice. Like, where's a god of massages, you know? There you go. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the Definitely hand massage. God of orgasms. Well, that's Aphrodite. Well, oh, that would be love. Aphrodite. I don't know if she, she might be sex, but I don't think so. Uh, uh, it kind of goes hand in hand. That's Maybe? not true. Many people are married in love, and their spouse cannot give them an orgasm. It's true. Bless him. I think that's that's uh, talk for a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> pretty spooky, if you ask me. <laughs> it's pretty spooky. I mean, it can't it can't be pretty fucking spooky. Yeah, that's that's some scary shit. <laughs> it's scary how you spent thirty minutes in there and nothing happened. 
You know, I wonder if, I wonder if the poltergeist has ever turned on the vibrator and, like, you know, the floating towards you when you're laying in bed. Yeah. Help Listen a man out. Help a man out. Let's show him where it goes. If you guys finish doing the deed and your girl gets up to go to the bathroom and you hear the electric toothbrush going on, off, you did not do your job right. <laughs> nope. Nope. You failed. <laughs> Miserably. <laughs> That's why okay, one won't let me have an electric toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and circling back right on around. <laughs> that was within our bandwidth. Oh no. <laughs> okay, so circling right back on around. <laughs> Speaking of Halloween, when you think Halloween, you think superstitions, right? Yeah. I mean it might not be it might not be a direct line. But there's a dotted line that equals Halloween, superstition, spooky shit. Well, kind of. I mean, if you think about it, Halloween itself is a superstition. If you're not covered up and you're not hiding costume, then you're going to get punished or bad luck's going to follow you or God's going to kill you. Or, you know, some people believe it's because the, the spirits of the dead will come back and you've got to mingle among them, you know. So in itself is a superstition because we decided to go with the origin being in Ireland, we went with Irish superstitions today, and they're quite fascinating. So, they're they're not too far off from our own American superstitions, but there is like a Irish twist to them. Ooh, so, tell. Yeah. So, the first one is, if you hear ringing in your right ear, they say that souls in purgatory are calling for your prayers. I don't Ooh. exactly know what that means. Like, calling for your prayers, like for you to pray for them, or like calling yeah. for your prayers to be answered. Okay. No, they're calling for you to pray for them to get them the fuck out of purgatory. Well, they, right? sh they should have just been mediocre. They should have been great. That's wrong with y'all. Being... <laughs> like us. <laughs> or at least Ashley. At least, at least, well, Ashley's, Ashley's fantastic. I'm absolutely going to purgatory on my best day. <laughs> Pur purgatory? Purgatory. <laughs> you, you, you just thought we were just gonna, we were just gonna skip right on over that? And then I was like, <laughs> purgatory. 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 <laughs> remember, remember that bumpkin accent I was mentioning at the beginning of this podcast? Pur purgatory. Purgatory. <laughs> there it is. Wait a minute. Purgatory. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Circling right back around. <laughs> Go ahead. The next one is, if you spill salt on the table, you will have a fight. Ooh. Well, I'm not very surprised this is coming from the Irish at all. That you're going to well, fight. they're going to fight about everything. <laughs> they're going to fight about everything. Literally everything. Everything. If your right ear is hot, so back to the right ear. If anything happens with your right ear, shit's about to go down. If your right ear is yeah. hot, it's a sign that someone will scold you. Probably your mother. I, I met and then we're going to fight. Yes. Right. The next one is, if you see a tea leaf floating on the top of your tea, it's a sign that you will get a letter. Oh, it, like in the mail? I, the only time I feel like that's going to be adequate because you're not going to get spam ones is like Sunday. Cause no is it about Sunday. your car's extended warranty? <laughs> <laughs> Car warranty letter fucking, in the mail. That's that fucking tea scary. Leaf bubbles up. <laughs> We've been trying to reach you about your cards. It didn't want to. 
That's fucking dedication. That's fucking dedication. If you get my tea leaf to fucking bubble up to the top of my fucking cup, reach out to me about my fucking car. I gave you fucking permission. That's dedication, man. I'll still scream your call, but damn. Dedication. If your nose is itchy, it's a sign that someone is speaking ill of you. My nose was just in, was blah, blah, blah. My nose was itching right before you walked in the door earlier. Because I was talking shit about you, bitch. <laughs> if you find a horseshoe, spit on it and throw it over your head, and you will have good luck. Don't do that. You're gonna kill someone. You're gonna go to jail. Right? <laughs> just that's right. Toss that really heavy fucking horseshoe. Just go <laughs> and hope don't. for the fucking best. <laughs> The good luck is if you don't kill the old man taking his dog for a walk. That's the good luck. Shit. (laughs) And I don't know what this means, but it says, if you pick a flower on May Eve, so is that the Eve before May? That's a holiday that they have. Oh, okay. It is said that the fairies will come and take you away with them. I don't know if that's good or bad. It's bad. Fairies are not supposed to be really nice things. I don't know why everyone always thinks they're these cute little... We, I want to do an episode eventually on Tinkerbell. fairies, though. If a scissor, it says if a scissors, mm-hmm. if a pair of scissors falls on the floor, you will get a disappointment. My whole life is a disappointment. Like, yeah, just. Well. And that joke fell flat. No. No, it didn't fall flat. Mom just <laughs> let out the biggest fucking fart in history. <laughs> Again. Oh, She's been married to Warren for two fucking long. I know. It's like she's like never grew up with any fucking class. We talked about Elena shit. She's the podcast. Elena and I have been best friends for like, I don't even know, 16, 17, 18. I don't even know how many fucking years. And we have yet to fart in front of each other. Never. Not never. even once. So weird. The older you get, the harder it is to hold it in. You forced that one. Your leg lifted. Uh, oh, no, I did not. <laughs> you and fucking leg lifted your out. leg. <laughs> and she looked at me like this. Fucking made eye contact. <laughs> now I'm going to pee on myself. Nothing gross. If you walk over a person on the floor, that person will grow no more. So I'm assuming that Ashley probably got walked over when she was like nine. Damn, wait, wait, wait. Hey, twelve. If you walk over a person on a floor. How you gonna walk over mean? a person? Oh, like maybe like if, like they're, if laying they're laying down, down on the floor and you walk, walk over, over, over them. Okay. Yeah. If the palm of your hand is itchy, money is coming to you, which was American one too. And that one, I know for a fact is true. Do you? Because my hand is just all the time, and like my paycheck stays the same. So <laughs> it works for me. If a person spits out when walking under a ladder, he will have good luck. So I guess it's saying, like, if you walk under a ladder, it's bad luck. But if you spit that luck out, then you'll have the good luck that was you kind of started with. Oh, okay. If there are two lights burning in the same room for two nights in succession, someone will die in that house. Ashley was never going to have this problem, ever. No, I make sure all the motherfucking lights are off. <laughs> she lays in bed. She has to get to bed first so the light's on. Then she pulls up her little phone, and then she beep, 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 because she's scared of the dark, and she turns them all off. That's right. Ian made it to where I could control all the lights in my house from my phone. Why? Because Ian would be in the other side of the house and she would just text him, Ian, 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 what? Can you turn the kitchen light off? What the fuck? 
<laughs> yeah, because I'm also lazy. I'm not getting up to turn off the light. Or what would happen is I would start off in the front, and I would go to the middle, and I would turn on the middle light, and I'd come back and turn off the front light. And then I'd go to the bedroom, and I'd turn on that light, and then I'd come back, and I'd turn off the middle light. <laughs> I played that game for years. <laughs> for fucking years. And then technology. Oh, man. Okay, last but not least, if your tooth falls out and you put it on your windowsill at night and it, it is gone in the morning, you will have good luck. If it's gone in the morning, someone's making a, a tooth necklace and I don't want any part of it. That's fucking creepy. Yeah, yeah I, good luck. Okay, Joe Goldberg, can I have my tooth back? <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> did it take you a second? Yeah, hashtag you. Hashtag you on Netflix. Netflix and chill. Oh, did you just ruin something on season three for me? No, I'm just saying, like, Joe collects stuff. And, like... Oh, okay. Like, their panties, their blood, their tampons. Why not a fucking tooth? Oh, oh you're right. Okay. 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 About to get pissed, but okay. okay. Hashtag zero color. I haven't finished it, so I don't know anything either. Oh, I finished it. It's good. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> and any other superstitions you'd like to tell us about? There was nothing else. That was it. Oh, that was it. Cool. Well, literally nothing else. That was it. She's done. She's like, fuck those superstitions. superstitions. I ended on the black... What else did you want from me? <laughs> did the black Did the black cat not originate in Ireland? I don't know. Like that's like the main superstition, man. For Halloween, that's the first thing I think of. Are right. Black if a black cat pass, cr crosses your path, then you'll have bad luck, unless. You do the three X's on your window. You do the three X's, it undoes the bad luck. Oh, I didn't interesting. Know that. Oh, yeah. Well, I have a little Irish ghost story. And I got this ghost story off of yourirish.com under the folklore section. And it talks about the ghost of Castletown House. Tales of meetings with the devil are very common in Ireland. They do have a lot of crossroads there, and the, the devil appearing at the crossroads or the turn in the road is almost metaphorical, I think, for some things that happen to us in life. But the ghost of Castletown House is just one of those many ghost stories that happens at a crossroad. Many a tale was told about old men sitting around a turf fire spinning a tot of Irish whiskey of hoof prints appearing in the snow atop the roofs, or of a strange man offering to make a traveler rich beyond his wildest dreams, the traveler's soul. This particular story isn't necessarily at a crossroad, but at a stately home in County Kildare in the 18th century, Castletown House. In Selbridge, there stands a beautiful stately house which was built by William Conley, who was the Speaker of the Irish, uh, the Irish Parliament in 1722. Conley, by the way, is also very infamous for the Hellfire Club, which has been cursed from the very beginning. If you'd like to research on the Hellfire Club, there's lots of stories out there, and also a lot of TV shows that investigate paranormal have been to the Hellfire Club. After the death of Conley in 1729, his widow, Catherine, continued to live there hosting very extravagant parties, becoming most famous for her hospitality. After her death in 1752, the house was passed to their nephew, William James Conley. He was the MP for Ballyshannon County Dungle. He was married to Lady Anne Wentworth, 
daughter of the Earl of Stafford. She sounds English to me. It was to her that the gentleman in question first appeared. One day she happened to see a strange tall man. This reminds me of Slender Man a little bit, by the Ooh. way this story does. Yeah. So it happened that one day she saw, sees this strange tall man standing in the upper gallery and he proceeded to walk down a non-existent staircase. Wait, but how though? Taking very tiny steps, literally in the air, as if he's walking down mm, a staircase. I don't like it. He paused by a very large window and started to laugh. Mocking, being cruel, kind of that arrogant laugh. Mm. And it sent chills down her spine. He looked down upon the stricken lady as though he was the rightful owner of this house. And she was just a lowly servant. Weird. Ten years passed, nothing else happened. Conley expanded on the original house and built a staircase exactly where she saw the man. Creepy, right? Yeah. More than 20 years passed, and now the, the house has been passed down to William and Anne's son, Thomas Conley, and his wife, Lady Louisa, who was the great-granddaughter of King Charles II of England. Hmm. Susan, we're all there. One day, Thomas and Lady Louisa, I love that name, Louisa, it's kind of cool, when walking in the beautifully landscaped grounds of their stunning home, Thomas was recalling the tale of this strange man to his wife. A few days later, on a very stormy night in November, Thomas went out riding with the hounds. Many of the hunters turned for home because the weather was just so bad. And it's not really unusual for the weather to be stormy in November, but this was extremely bad. And so hunting for foxes was kind of out of the question. They were being very elusive. Only a handful of riders, including Thomas, decided to brave the storm and carry on. Turning in his saddle, Thomas noticed a newcomer to the group. Sitting atop a black stallion, which looked fresh, as if it had just left the stables, was a tall fellow dressed in gray with great thigh boots that come way, way up high. Well, he just sounds fantastic. He sounds foxy. Thomas called out to the man and said, Good day to ye. A poor day for a sport. Drink, because that was my horrible eye Oh. <laughs> I was wondering what the hell that was supposed to be. That's what that was. The man didn't answer. He just kind of grinned at Thomas, showing like very discolored teeth, before turning his horse and proceeding to ride up the slope of a hill. At that exact moment, the hounds started to bay and howl as if they had just closed in on a fox. So Thomas gallops towards the hill, following the sound of the baying hounds. When he reaches the top of the hill, he reined in his horse, and astonished, the hounds were nowhere to be seen. Mm. Or like hellhounds, maybe? No. Oh, I don't know, but guess what he did find? What? The stranger. He had dismounted his horse, and he was standing holding a bloody corpse of a fox. Wonderful <gasps> fox, though. I mean, there were Fine. fox hunting. The stranger smirked but at what? Thomas as he lowered the fox, and in one swift bite, he ozzied that son of a bitch <laughs> and bit off its head. Ozzy that bitch. <laughs> Did you just now get that reference? I was like, I was going through the motions in my head, and then like when you said he Ozzy that bitch and then bit off his head, then I was like, 
I was still at the part where he was just holding the fox and bringing it up to him. Anyway, it took me completely by surprise. That took a hard fucking left turn. I am shocked right now. Though he dropped the uh, carcass and offered to brush the now totally disgusted Thomas um, to brush him off. The young squire, feeling sick, turned to leave, refusing the terrible gift. The man stopped him in his tracks when he spoke. Conley, if you do not take the brush, you will offer me a cup of something hot in your great house. I don't know. I would have told him to go fuck off. <laughs> right? He just ate a fox's head. I wouldn't tell him. It. Yes, sir. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You sure will. <laughs> Maybe. Would you like to wash the blood out of your mouth? Probably yeah. fine. Yeah, it's probably fine. It's probably fine. It's, it's all good. It's fine. So Thomas and Lady Louisa, like their great aunt Catherine, were famous for their very warm hospitality. And so although he had gross teeth and had just bitten off the head of the fox, um, and also he kind of made Thomas feel like ice cream into his veins, he told him, well, there's hot room punch at the house for all who wants it. Mm. Thanks. I think he's a little bit of a... I think he's scared. I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I think, I think he was like, I'm going to get killed if I don't, maybe. I mean, let's let's think about this. Let's just say you're strolling the woods, right? And you just come across some fella, some fella on a horse. Some fella on a horse. No, just mind those business, doing what you know you're in do, which is fox hunt. He's just holding his catch. And then he just looks you dead in the eye, straight-faced. Yeah. Picks the fox up, mm. sticks its mouth, its head in his mouth. Mm -hmm. That in itself Which, would be en enough for I'm, me. I'm thinking he probably bit it off at the neck. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm all in, man. He oh, you're all in? that motherfucker. Oh, Shut his head all the way in and then ripped it off. I mean, you said Ozzy did it. How else well, was I mean, supposed to do that's true. It? He did Ozzy the, the motherfucker, so, yeah. So, the shooter goes in. I'm telling you right now, I'm compliant to anything. <laughs> Anything at that moment. You're like, yes, sir. Whatever you need, sir. I will not. Yeah. Would you like a warm towel with that, sir? <laughs> Can I wipe your ass after you poop in the toilet, Mom. sir? Like, whatever. Yeah. All right. So, so the stranger goes in again. He's kind of looking at Thomas and, and like, like he's disgusted, right? So he follows the other huntsman in. He takes a seat by the fire. The servant approaches uh, the man who helped remove his soiled boots, and the stranger waved at him and said, Leave me be. I am sleepy and do not wish to be disturbed. All right. Thank you. Okay, then. Yeah. The man quickly settled down for a comfortable nap. Oh. Didn't talk about nap yeah, that's your time to get the fuck out. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let it's just when you tiptoe out the fucking door. If there was ever an opportunity, that was fucking it. That right there was it. That was it. That was his opportunity. But curious, Thomas approached the man for a better look. Why do people what? do this? Why do you just not get ah. the fuck out? Astonished, now Thomas takes a step back when he saw how hairy the man was. Look, I, okay, I just gotta say it. A thousand percent, that is the first person to die in this war movie. <laughs> Thomas, a million percent. A million percent, yes. All right, so anyway, so Thomas approaches the man, and he's very hairy. He's covered on his hands, his his neck, his sleeves, like everything is just covered in tufts of hair. So uh, Thomas called for two of the servants to come and remove those boots, remember, because he wouldn't let the guy touch his boots. And so now that he's, like, sound asleep, they're carefully sliding the boot off of this very thin but hairy leg. Ugh. 
Why is he touching him? I don't know. The company all leapt from the fireside, terrified by what they saw. Thomas quickly sent a servant, being the parish priest, uh, to, to, to bring the parish priest. When the priest arrived, of course the stranger woke up. Seeing his boot had been removed, the stranger leapt with a snarl and stood by the mantelpiece, despite the heat roaring from the fire. Mm. The stranger let loose a high, chilling laugh, exactly like Lady Anne had heard all those years before, freezing the blood in everybody who was present. The priest was petrified. He tried to mumble out an incantation, much to the amusement of the demonic interloper. In desperation, the priest threw his book, basically, that contains all the text for exorcisms at the figure. He missed his target and hit the mirror of the fireplace, shattering it into a million pieces. Is there not a superstition about breaking a mirror? Mm -hmm. The threat of being hit by the holy book was enough for the strange man who leapt into the air and vanished. The only sign that he had ever been there was the dirty, greasy boot and a huge crack in the stone fireplace. The ghost of Castletown House has not been seen since. Mm. Weird. That is freaking spooky. Well, since we are on the subject of spooky stories, we do have a listener story to read today. And it comes to us from a woman named Kim. It's not her story. It is her grandmother's story. But she really wanted us to tell a story. And we thought, what better to do with it on Halloween episode? And it is pretty intriguing. So the story talks about that when her grandmother was a young girl, she used to live in a haunted house. And she told this story all the time. It used to creep Kim out a lot. So apparently when her grandmother was a child, a man took the life of his stepdaughter in this particular house that her grandmother was now living in. And uh, her husband and her granddad purchased the house and they moved into it after this man had taken away. Let me try this again. So apparently when her grandmother was a child, a man took the life of his stepdaughter in this particular house. And eventually, as an adult, her husband and her granddad purchased the house to live in. Uh, she, her grandparents, they raised seven children in this house. Seven children. Oh I wonder God. how many like experiences the other children had in this house. But anyways. Oh, that'd be great to know. I know. Yeah. Uh, and she, has, she said she has a lot of ghost stories to tell, but this, there's one in particular that she wants us to hear. But she would say that she said that there were several times that she would hear the faucet dripping in the kitchen sink. And when she went to go look at it, it was like bone dry, which is weird because that happened not too long ago when I was doing a cleansing at Josh's house because... He thinks that I brought something back to his house. And it was so, already there. You didn't bring it. I don't. I think whatever I brought there was not the same thing. Mm. I think I did bring something, but I don't think it was staying. Like we've talked about, it's kind of a transient. Um, like Pocatel is like a trans station. But right. uh, anyways, yeah. So I was I was like saging his house. I was walking past the kitchen sink, and then it just like it's like it flipped on and just started dripping out of nowhere. It was it's very weird. But anyways, so that sounds a lot like this. She said that there was ricks on the, like, wood stacks of wood, and they would, like, come crumbling down. You'd hear them tumbling to the ground, and she would go to check, and they were all just neatly stacked. They hadn't moved an inch. But that's that's a loud noise for it to be making. Yeah. And nothing to be happy. It's a very distinct noise. Wood pallets falling over is very distinct. So it's weird that she'd go out there and nothing had changed. Uh, one time when she was walking up, gathering food from the garden or out for a walk, she would always hear a voice calling out her name, and she would look as far... As she could to see, and there was literally just there was no one out there. So it's like all yeah, these stuff almost creepy. makes you think that you're crazy, but you know you're not crazy, you right. know. But it's like you're positive, this is what you're hearing. They're positive, this is what you know. 
is going on and then nothing. Uh, the house had a second story and somewhere in the stair area, there was a, there's uh, sorry, the stairwell area was a ledge and she said she, she canned food and she said she canned food in glass mason jars and she stored it there for some odd reason, probably just, I mean, well, jarring was yeah, a thing, that's what you know? Did. Yeah. yeah. And again, she could hear all the jars like fall and break and the glass shatter everywhere. Again, very distinct noise. And when she would go up there, everything's fine. Like nothing had moved. Again, there was no glass broken glass jars or anything. Uh, the house the property sold years later and on an exploring day, uh, she, her and her family went out there to look at the old homestead. She said it was quite eerie, but she remembered that her mother and, uh, and her were walking around the backyard picking flowers. They thought they, were, they heard footsteps and they like, I guess it must have been pretty distinct because they screamed and they ran and they jumped back in the car. Uh, but they they just decided to take. They were not going to investigate. She's like, out. Yep. She's like, she's like, she's out, man. This shit, I'm out. And she just left. So yeah, really interesting story. And Kimberly, thank you so much for sending it to us. And I'm excited that we got to put it on our Halloween spooktacular episode. Yes, thanks, Kim. Uh, Kim's been a good friend of mine for several years, and uh, I appreciate that. And she's a great listener too. So thank you, Kim. Okay, so for our listeners, since it's a Halloween edition, and we and we're also just trying to get you guys more engaged into our Facebook group. Uh, I want to know what are you guys? What's your favorite tradition for Halloween? And uh, if you have kids, maybe what are they dressing up for this year? What's popular? What's popping? Any parties you might be going to? Like, what's your Halloween plans? Let us know on our Facebook group at Ghosted, Roasted, and Toasted Podcast Group. You can find us on Facebook that way. Um, or if you do want to submit one of your own stories for us to read in one of our special episodes, you can send it to Ghost Roasted and Toasted Podcast at gmail.com. And, uh, I think that's it. I mean, I think the best ways to get in touch with us is that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks so much for sticking around with our first Halloween episode and we hope you guys enjoyed it. It was a little bit different than what we normally do, but we had fun putting it together for you guys. Yeah. Happy Halloween. Amuck, Happy amuck, Halloween. Amuck, 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 amuck. All right guys, it's Elena and that just about wraps up our last episode. Make sure that you check out our Facebook group where we post videos, outtakes, and paranormal photos. And that my friends was a solid three-star shit show. Cheers, Cheers to, to that. that.